Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Link to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline. Also hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and threads for more great Titans content. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us. And they help out all of you like Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go to make you make them a part of your new car buying process. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. The Aura app, protecting your information online and get a two-week free trial with our link, aura.com slash ATOZ. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations in the mid-state, Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro online at KrebsKubota.com. So, Zach, it's 3-7. and seven. We know it's 3-14 and 14 in the last 17 games for Mike Vrabel and the Titans for the first time in his head coaching career in a post-game press conference or any other press conference. He was publicly asked about his job security, and then he was asked Monday about – his control or lack thereof of this locker room. So let's go ahead and get to the locker room video. Teron Davenport, ESPN.com, asking Mike Vrabel a question that uh, he clearly uh, took uh, offense to. The, the team overall, what would you say are some examples uh, of you still having a firm hold, a, a firm control of the locker room, so to speak? Uh, you I don't, I've never, you know, are you questioning that? I'm not sure. Is that something that you're quite, you know, just, are you questioning to run my, my control of the locker room? I'm asking you're questioning you, it. No, what I'm asking you is, is for examples of how you still have, I'm not saying you do or don't have control of it. What I want to know is what are some examples of you having control? The, the same ones that I've had since I got here. I mean, that's, I don't know how to do it any other way, you know? You know, be honest with them, you know, coach them, you know, and I, you know, have not, uh, I don't know, not, I haven't really thought about it because I don't, you know, I don't think, you know, that there's, you know, that that's an issue. You know, I wish that wish we would win. I wish we were winning, I wish we were better, um, but we're not, I'm not going to compromise uh, the things that I believe that, uh you know, are going to help us win and about the details and about, you know, the, the little things and not letting those slide and doing my best to, to hold everybody accountable, you know, including myself uh, as, as we go through this. Is there, is there anything that you feel or, or what makes you feel that it's going to remain that way even if, you know, you guys should happen to keep losing? Like what gives you confidence that you could? Well, the, the, the players in there, you know, the players in there, I think that uh, – you know, you got to build something with, with the with the people that you uh, you trust, and and again, we've always said about you know cultures defining yourselves by what you look like. You know, when things aren't well, things aren't great right now, um, and we know what they are. Uh, and so, you know, we've got to count on our leadership, and uh, you know, and and then finding out, and and if there are guys like that, you know, exposing them, and then we certainly don't want them here, and I don't think there are guys like that. Interesting back and forth at the beginning of that with uh, TD and Vrabel. Zach, I was listening to that live and I was like, oh, this is getting spicy. And so what was your initial reaction when you when you heard 
uh, Tehran one asked the question and then two, uh, the response and the defensiveness that Mike Vrabel showed uh, initially there. Well, just that, you know, it, it was, he went into defensive mode and usually when, you know, this is a unique situation for Mike Vrabel. It's a first time, you know, he's never been as a head coach three and seven with everything, you know, losing control last year, they lost control at the end of the season, but they were seven and three at a point. And so when you're asked a question like that, and I think it is understandable that he did get defensive because that is what Mike Vrabel, I believe, prides himself on is having control of a locker room, right? Is having his guys rally around his battle cry and his vision and the way that they do things and the approach. And so when you're three and seven, there's not a lot you can say because this is a results-based business. And when Tehran asked that question and you say, you know, when you ask the reporter, what do they think? That is something that is unique to a, a reporting room. A press conference, because you're not interviewing the reporter. You may not like the reporter's question, but whenever you try to turn it around and ask the reporter what they think, well, they don't get paid $9, $10 million a year, right? They, they are not there for the press conference to figure out what the reporter feels. That's what they can write on their website or their newspaper or you yeah. know whatever they have, right? Whatever the they're reporting on. Well, hey, old school, who knows? Who knows? There's newspaper reporters there, whether you like it or not. But it, that's not what they're there for. And so Vrabel, I thought probably if he would have gone back and done it differently, he probably wouldn't have come back with that retort of, yeah. hey, what do you think? But he ultimately did answer the question. Like, did I, he? I mean, I, did he? Like he kind of yeah, did. Yes, he, he believes right, that he have, He still has control of the locker room. If you right. listen to the answer, yeah, that's that, what I got from his yeah, answer. I wanted to play it one more time. Yeah, we're going to play it one more time in full. Uh, so here's Teron and, and Vrabel's back and forth about the locker room control. The team overall. What would you say are some examples uh, of you still having a firm hold, a, a firm control of the locker room, so to speak? Uh, you, I don't, I've never, you know. Are you questioning that? I'm not sure. Is that something that you're quite, you know, just are you questioning to run my, my control of the locker room? I'm asking you're questioning you, it. No, what I'm asking you is, is for examples of how you still have. I'm not saying you do or don't have control of it. What I want to know is what are some examples of you having control? The, the same ones that I've had since I got here. I mean, that's, I don't know how to do it any other way, you know. You know, be honest with them, you know. Coach them, you know. And I, you know, have not. Uh, I don't know. Not, I haven't really thought about it because I don't. You know, I don't think you know that there. You know that that's an issue. You know, I wish that wish we would win. I wish we were winning. I wish we were better. Um, but we're not. I'm not going to compromise uh, the things that I believe that uh, you know are going to help us win and about the details and about, you know, the, the little things and not letting those slide and doing my best to, to hold everybody accountable, you know, including myself uh, as, as we go through this. 
Is there, is there anything that you feel, or, or what makes you feel that it's going to remain that way, even if you know you guys should happen to keep losing? Like, what gives you confidence that you could? Well, the, the players in there, you know, the players in there. I think that uh, you know you got to build something, and with, with the with the people that you uh, you trust and. And again, we've always said about you know cultures defining yourselves by what you look like. You know, when things aren't well, things aren't great right now. Um, you know, we know what they are. Uh, and so, you know, we've got to count on our leadership, and uh, you know, and and then finding out. And, and if there are guys like that, it, you know, exposing them. And then we certainly don't want them here. And I don't think there are guys like that. I'm sorry. You you believe he did answer the question. I don't know why my microphone did not unmute, but uh, you believe he did answer the question. Well, yeah, he said honesty. He's been honest with his players, details, accountability. The you know that is what so, he answered with. You and, may not like the answer, but yeah, I, he did I answer he, the question with those three things. Yeah, I, I think those are. I think Teron wasn't asking for what is Mike Vrabel doing that shows he still has control. He's asking what are examples of the players' actions that he still has control of the locker room. And so he took it as a, here's what I do that I still have control of the locker room. It was all about himself, not about the players. Well, then TD should have asked the players in the locker room if he wanted that example. Well, and he, all, Mike and Vrabel, all Mike Vrabel can answer is what he believes that he does with his players. So uh, he he answered the question. All right. It, look, it, it wasn't the best answer. You may not like the that's answer. Fine. Okay, that's fine. But in like, Tehran, for just for you know to throw throw it out there, he doesn't have the locker room availability until Wednesday. And when I do think, then, but he has more than opportunity yeah, to ask. For sure. Him. And but but you can't say that he didn't answer the question because he did. But holding being honest with a team doesn't mean that you still have control or the players still are following your leadership. But that, no, that was his reasoning on why he believes he still has control of the locker room is because I'm honest with my players. We pay attention to details. That is a portion of it. And the accountability that I hold to my players. Those were the three things. If you went back, we watched it twice. Those are the things that he said. All right. So let's ask this question. Is it fair or foul for Tehran to ask that question to Mike Vrabel? Because I did see a lot of reaction across social media when we posted that video of people on both sides of this of this fence. So fair or foul for Tehran to ask that question to Mike Vrabel about the control he has or doesn't have. But first, Zach, tell everybody about our friends at Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, FBHP.com is where to go to get your new health plan. I got my new health plan and man, I'm reaping the benefit of it. Whether it is you individually or your family, wife and kids, husband and kids, doesn't matter. Farm Bureau Health Plans has got you covered. 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee, health, dental, and vision. 75 plus years they've been in business. They're trusted by the Titans. They're trusted by A to Z Sports, uh, Vols. There's a ton of reputable companies throughout the state that use and endorse Farm Bureau Health Plans. We're one of them, and I am living, breathing of my endorsement because that is my health plan. Check on your health plan today by getting a quote. There is no pressure. There, you're not forced to make a change. But when you get a quote like I did, I realized that it was a lot better and a lot more affordable than my previous health plan. That's fbhp.com slash A to Z. 
Visit them today. This football season, win big with BetMGM and take advantage of the best first bet offer out there for any sports book. And that's our bonus code, ATOZ Sports. And when you use that bonus code to sign up with BetMGM, you get up to $1,500 back if your first bet misses in bonus bets. So that's a big deal for you to take advantage of that start uh, to BetMGM. So it's use code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with a BetMGM app and you get a first bet offer up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If your first bet misses, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions, other qualification, all the requirements. First online room, money, wager only. Or issue a non-dribble bonus bets. Bonus bets and prize seven days. And for problem, give us work. Call Tennessee Redline, 800-889-9789. So, Zach, I asked the question, fair or foul, for Tehran to ask that question to Mike Vrabel. Uh, what's the chat saying this morning about the fair or foul? Uh, Jonathan goes fair along with Steven and Eric. And Brandon all saying fair right there on the screen. Absolutely fair from two, section 240. Fair from Scott. Very fair from Ashley. Fair from Eddie and Soul Fields. The Titan Fox. Brandon, I mean, this is a landslide of fair uh, of, of what it is. I'm trying to find foul. Um, Lou Man said it's a foul and, and takes a shot at, uh, at TD, which I, I don't necessarily agree with. Uh, but you can say it's foul if that's what you believe. I mean, that's why we asked the question. Uh, fair or foul? Let's see. Uh, Bama Brad, nineteen seventy, says foul. Just ask him if he thinks he has control. So I think there was probably two form, forms of questions. You know, Tehran wanted an example, and I think that's kind of what brings up the point of Bama Brad is examples. He's trying to get Mike Vrabel to look in the past, right? And Mike Vrabel doesn't want to look in the past. And that is something that I actually, I think is fair for Mike Vrabel to go back and not look at the history of, okay, well, I've been to an AFC championship game. I've been to multiple playoff games. I've won the AFC South a number of times. So, and Mike Vrabel notoriously, dodges those type of questions to look at the past and what they've done. I've asked him questions before. Sam has asked him questions. I'm sure you have asked him questions and he usually doesn't do that. So I, I think that was, it was a form to get an answer out of him. but we do know Mike Vrabel doesn't like to look in the past and give examples. So this was a tough question for him and that's why he probably got defensive. I actually disagree. I don't think this was about the past at all. This was about the current. <laughs> this is about the present. Well, you're saying giving examples of the past, no, right? No, no. What are examples that you still have control of the locker room? And I can play it again uh, on what Toronto asked. Well, you the team overall. What would you say are some examples of you still having a firm hold, a firm control of the locker room, so to speak? Uh, you I don't, I've never. Why do you, what are examples that you still have control of the locker room right now? That's the question he's asking. And so I think it's absolutely fair that Teron asked this question because Teron Davenport is a part of the media. Sometimes the media, and I talked to you and Sam about this off the show too. The media gives players and coaches an opportunity to air something in a very fair light. So Teron was setting Vrabel up for an opportunity to shut down any conversation that's being happening outside of the Titans facility that is questioning whether he has or doesn't have control of the locker room or his staff. 
We had a super chat yesterday from Darren asking this exact question. And I don't know how many times Teron's heard this in all of his mentions, but clearly it's at a point where Teron felt the need to present this opportunity to Rabel to say, here's why I still have control of this locker room and I've never lost it. Here's why I believe my players will continue to play hard for me, regardless of what the score on the scoreboard is against any team on any day they play. I think that it's the about que- the present. It's about the present. I think the question is fair. I think Vrabel to start did not approach it correctly, right? That's why we're playing it. He got defensive. I do think he answered the question. If he would have just answered the question with the three words that he said that eventually got to the answer, which is, I'm honest with my players. I make them pay attention to the detail. I hold them accountable. Those are the things. Those are the reasons that, but he went into, what do you think, TD? And that was that was the wrong answer from Mike Vrabel. Yeah. It was the it was a fair question. I I struggle with questions from reporters that are unfair. There are probably some out there, but I think pretty much everything is on the table. Now, you know, after five straight wins, you don't ask a, jo- a coach if his job's in jeopardy. That's a stupid question, right? There's a difference between fair, foul, and stupid, right? So this was fair. I thought Vrabel answered it eventually. I think his approach to start was dreadful. And I think he'd probably tell you the same thing. Yeah, because you know, are you're questioning it? Oh, your question is Teron. Like, no, he that's not at all. He didn't listen to it. He didn't listen to the question. He heard the do you control the locker room? And Vrabel's ears shut off because he stopped listening to how the question was being presented, which is everything. Because in Mike Vrabel's five-plus years of doing press conferences as a head coach, he listens to how you present it, and he will answer it depending on how you present it. So now every reporter, they have that back-and-forth rapport where reporters, and we've talked about this too, you have to ask Mike Vrabel a question a certain way to get the answer you're actually trying to look for. And Based so, on the mood that he currently is in yep, as well. And Tehran did it the correct way, and Vrabel stopped listening to how he was ans- asking the question and got defensive, and therefore it turned into all in that. agreement that he didn't answer that question very well to start. I think we can all agree on yes. when you get defensive and it's visibly defensive, then we're probably going to criticize you, especially when you're three and seven. He's three and seven. There's not much he can say. And like I said at the very beginning of the show, this is the first time he's ever experienced this type of heat. And so far, he's not handling it real well, right? I mean, he's not. The, the, The type of answer that he gave to start, not great at a three and seven. And that just, it's like blood in the water, right? Fans and everybody and their mother can sit there and jump on you if you're three and seven and you you get defensive when asked certain questions about your record, which is not very good. Exactly. So let's ask this question and get to you guys. Uh, Do you think he still has it? Let's get to the bottom of the root of this topic. Do you think Mike Vrabel still has control of the Titans locker room? Do you think Mike Vrabel still has control of the Titans locker room. We'll get to your answers on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Definitely hit that like button. We need more likes on the show this morning. And let me tell you guys about our sponsor, Aura, who will protect your information online. 
just like they're doing it for me. Your information, it gets getting scooped up in every nook and cranny and corner of the internet. And you can not allow that to happen by signing up with Aura and get a two-week free trial when you use our link, Aura.com slash ATOZ. I've been signed up with Aura for now six plus months, going on seven. Uh, and they identified 30 data brokers immediately that were sharing and selling my informa information across the internet. And they stripped my information away in like five or six days. And now I don't get spam calls anymore. Like I don't get like potential spam caller IDs anymore. It just doesn't happen to my phone. And it's pretty amazing too. So you get a two-week free trial with our link only, aura.com slash ATOZ. And then they have so many different other options that you can take advantage of. Password management and control, parental controls on the home Wi-Fi for the kids, credit identity theft monitoring as well. All with our link, aura.com slash ATOZ. A to Z Sports, we are powered by BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today. ATOZ Sports, they're the king of sports books. They've got you covered, whether it's on your Apple or Android app store. You can get in on the action. You got college basketball. You've got Thanksgiving on the horizon, which has three pretty good games overall. Uh, the first one's kind of tough, but you get Thanksgiving football. And then you got Black Friday football between the Dolphins and the Jets. Jets are no longer going to play Zach Wilson, which I think that's a good thing for everyone. I don't know whether they're going to win, but you got lots of football to bet on. That's BetMGM. Download the app today. All right, so Zach, we've played the Tehran Vrabel clip a few times. Now let's ask the question that Tehran was not asking. <laughs> but uh, do you think Mike Vrabel still has control of the Titans locker room? Do you think Mike Vrabel still has control of the Titans locker room. What is the chat saying on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch this morning? This is a little different than what we had before. The first question, yeah. I think everybody resounding fair. That was that was uh, all across the board. Duran says no. Uh, Steven says no. Luman says yes. No, he's checked out already. I, I, I don't know if I agree with that, the checked out. Will Dotson says no. Demario says yes. So does Trevor. Yes, he does. Soul feed feel says no. Uh, let's see. Yes, but barely. Hello, lady says yes. Jacoby says no. Uh, Nathaniel says no. Only by a thread from Ashley, but Ashley's saying yes, but by a thread. No from Tighten Up. Uh, not at all. I don't think he, he really cares. His expressions show it all. I do think he has it, says Tress. But I think the staff is aware of how bad the team is, and they're trying to avoid creating a divide between players and staff. Hell yeah from DeMarco. No from Najee. Yuri says yes. Yes from Connor, but he's currently in the process of losing it. Absolutely. He's just coaching the worst roster in the league. Uh, Samuel says yes. So, I, look, I think that there's, there's pretty good 50-50 on yes and no. I would actually maybe slightly tend to say the chat says that Mike Vrabel does have control of the locker room. Austin, do you think he has control of the locker room? Yes, but the roots are dying. I think it's, it's getting weaker, right? Like he's starting to go bald. <laughs> the roots and the hair follicles are thinning because who are the players in the locker room that have been a part and helped Mike Vrabel create the culture that made them one of the strongest culture locker rooms in the NFL and who's still there. And not only who's still there, who's having an impact in a positive way on game days, because 
Ryan Tannehill's still there, but he ain't playing. Derrick Henry's still there, and they can't figure out how to get him going. And it's not his fault, but he's not having an impact. He's on the sideline more often than he's on the field. Like the Titans had 38 offensive plays, which is gross against the Jags. And Derrick Henry had 11 touches. And so that's not good. So he's not out there to, to have an impact. You've got Jeffrey Simmons, who is busting his ass every opportunity that he gets. But Kevin Byard's getting interceptions in the end zone last night for the Eagles. A.J. Brown's blocking for screen passes to Julio Jones and Devonta Smith last night for the Eagles. And so what? what where is the – Ben Jones is out of the league right now. So there's a lot of those linchpins that were the thick, deep-set roots of this culture that are not there. And so you've got second-year guys, young players, undrafted free agents, role players who are not necessarily the leaders of your team. There's another dynamic that can be brought up in the NFL is can you – remember this with Deion Lewis. Can you be a leader of a team while not playing? <laughs> you know, Deion Lewis was a leader of the team, but he wasn't doing anything on the field. That was a conversation back in 2018. So I think it's – the roots are getting very weak, but he still has control over it uh, up until this point. Is there a breaking point this season? There's the opportunity for that. It's just about if the Titans can avoid getting there. So, so I there's say, a, uh, yes, th there's a reason why uh, the answer is yes. He's still like right now he has control of the team. Now, if they sit there and lose the rest, they lose to Carolina, they lose the rest of their games They're the worst team in football. We may be singing a different song. But here's why it's going to get more difficult to control the locker room. And I think this goes back to why it's a fair question. You stated and you mentioned Ryan Tannehill is not leading this team anymore. A rookie, inexperienced, second-round quarterback is leading this team. And it takes time to build leadership. He does not have, and some, some it's already built into. C.J. Stroud is a great example. And even Bryce Young, who they'll face this week, first, second overall picks, both team captains, both had the opportunity to earn the trust and the leadership of those C-patches all of the offseason into training camp. Will Levis was the third-string quarterback. All of the coaching staff and the front office and the decision makers were telling the team that Will Levis is not ready to be a leader. And now all of a sudden, in the middle of the season, Will Levis is forced to be. Now, this is not sitting here saying that Will Levis can't be or won't be or won't grow into it. But I will say it is very difficult. The quarterback is the most important position in team sport. It is more difficult to throw your second round pick that was your third string quarterback three months ago into now telling your team that this is the guy and he you need to follow and do everything that he says. I think that also is systemic from some of the, the, the in and out of huddle mishaps that they've had. Because if Will Levis has control, I'll tell you this, Tom Brady didn't have that type of problem, right? Aaron Rodgers didn't have that type of problem because you sit there and you say, they can sit there and yell at every player in the huddle. And we've heard that. We've seen that uh, numerous times. 
Will Levis has got to earn that right, and it's more difficult in the middle of the season. So yeah. I think that's why it's going to be more difficult to continue on and why we're asking the question currently. A lot of what you just said, I, I agree with the majority of it. One thing I don't necessarily agree with is that Levis was a third-string quarterback and they were telling you he wasn't ready to be a leader. I don't necessarily agree with that. Well, I, we, 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 their actions told us that. No, no, Zach. There was no reason for him to be anything more than the third string because of the surrounding context and circumstances of what happened in training camp. Like, and in the context of the season and paying Ryan Tannehill $27 million in cash, $36 million cap hit, Malik Willis being the That's healthiest. A huge difference from where he but started that, at the end on. of July, beginning of August to where we are now. Yeah, I know, but you said that the you said the coaching staff was telling you that Will Levis was not ready to be a leader. No, it's just he got hurt in training camp, could not play in the preseason, no, and there was wrong. no reason to have I, him. I did, not, I did not say what you said I said. I did not say then the coaching staff was not ready for him to be a leader. He was not you ready said, to play. You said no, you literally said they told they they told us he wasn't ready to lead because he was third string. You said that. The, their actions said that he was not ready to play. To lead. You said to lead, Zach. <laughs> you he said wasn't ready. And I'll even, I'll double down. Uh, he he was said, Was he? I mean, he was the rookie. No rookie quarterback truly is ready to lead in that situation, but that's not a. I just gave you not, two examples previous but, to that of CJ Stroud and Bryce Young ready to lead. Uh, yeah, because their circumstances of the team were completely different. That's like, the point. The circumstances of what was starting in all about to where they are now it makes it more difficult for a quarterback, a rookie quarterback, to automatically come in midseason with a losing record and earn that leadership role. It's just tough. Because you of can't Ryan, deny that it's tough, but it's not a. But you made that about Will Levis. It's not about Will Levis. It's about the context of the. It was team about the Ryan. position that he was in. That's what I stated. All right, all right. So we can move on from that uh, nuance. But overall, I think it is a transition period for this franchise. We talked about you know the difference of rebuild versus collapse a lot yesterday. And so I, I truly feel like he is hanging with this team on, are they going to continue to fight for him? Because we have not seen this franchise be in a meaningless game situation in so long. Because last year at 7-10 and 10 final record, the last game of the season was a meaningful game. And every other season, like going back to Vrabel's first year in 2018, the last week of the season was playing when to get in and the last time they haven't had a meaningful game in a season was the last game of the season in 2016 when Marcus Mariota broke his leg the week before. So it's been a long time, and there's only one player, one player left from that 2016 team, and it's Derrick Henry because Kevin Byard's in Philly. And so there is a complete overhaul of new people and, and all of this dynamic that is new to Vrabel. Me and you looked up yesterday afternoon. Has Mike Vrabel ever been a part of a three and seven football team? Yeah, once. His first year in Kansas City in 2009. And so it's a new situation for everybody in this locker room. And tension's high because if tension wasn't high, then Mike Vrabel wouldn't have gotten defensive like he did when Tron asked the question. Tensions are, and they should be high, right? 
I think this is, and this will probably transition into our next conversation because there's more defensive, you know, podium talk uh, on the horizon. You said, will they fight for Mike Vrabel, right? And I think that's fair. But what if they're not good enough to fight? Like sometimes you can still, like you can be, terrible but be a good fighter like you can be terrible and fight hard so i don't think those two things correlate like you can still see the effort that's why like tanking like what is tanking in the nfl tanking in the nfl is not players going out there and walk sleepwalking or or half-assing it through a play at 50 percent speed tanking in the nfl is purposely putting out bad players to play hard <laughs> That's what it is because the bad players are going to go out and play hard because that's their opportunity for the future. And you get hurt when you play at 50% speed in football. So tanking is playing Mike Brown and Matthew Jackson as your safeties in the second half against Jacksonville. Tanking is removing Christian Fulton, your best corner in air quotes and putting in Trey Avery, right? That's it's tanking is playing bad players instead of better players. But, but that doesn't mean that Christian they're going Fulton to... may be a better player conceptually, but he may not like conceptually. He's a more, talent, he's a more talented player. You can't so is Caleb Farley. He is that shouldn't be on the well, field, he's, but he's physically unable. We know that if like, he was physically able, he still wouldn't do it. I think the, the, the issue is, is that you've got some pieces in this team that are really bad that you consider your best players in those I position said, groups. I, yeah, they're the best players in the position group. That are available. Sean Murphy Bunting's the best corner the Titans have, but he had thumb surgery after the Steelers game and is not ready to come back and play to have that contact on the thumb. That's fair. So he is unable to play. And Christian Fulton, by default, is the most talented corner the Titans have healthy on the roster. Doesn't mean he's good. Doesn't mean he's a pro bowler. Doesn't mean he should start or should be back next year. It just is, he's the most talented guy they currently have available. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you should play him. I think that's the coaching of it. Like I, I, I would rather, and I think this is Mike Vrabel's mentality. I'd rather have a guy that is going to work his butt off and try to be in the right spot than Christian Fulton sit there and look back and, and look at the quarterback to try to get a pick. Right? So that's where I think these type of conversations and decisions based on Mike Vrabel are going to be had. I I'm concerned that in some spots they are talentless and you can fight all you want, but you, the results, a result based business is still going to give you that same win loss record, which is not very good now. Yeah. But and I don't think that we, I think Carolina is a barometer, right? Because we know they're a bad team. So you got two bad teams slapping each other right let's see who comes out victorious and i do think that that is a good like if the titans come out and win by 14 against carolina i think that will tell us something it won't be nothing yeah uh and i look i agree with you on the fulton thing he got benched because he wasn't doing his job again. that's why that's, you keep saying he's the best he's the best he's the most talented most talented but that's 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 accurate you, though. you said he's the best too like, but it, that right. doesn't matter if he doesn't play well Sure, but my my whole point of why I brought that up because I don't think there's a correlation completely to playing hard and having bad like uh, and losing the locker room, or, or 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 losing the games and 
losing the locker room because you're losing games. It's all about how do you play within the game. It's putting the players out there who are going to keep fighting. And like Vrabel said at the end of his answer is if there are players like this, we will identify them and get rid of them. And I think that's what Vrabel represents in this league and to the franchise is that isn't he going to be honest and hold them accountable? Like that's what he's lived on. That's been his coaching career. I don't expect that to change. That's why I really don't expect him to lose the locker room. I go back to my theory is if Will Levis starts to, to become the leader that I think Titans fans in the franchise want him to be, that will help Mike Vrabel not lose the locker room because you need that next leader. You do. Yeah. And I think Will Levis has shown that he has capabilities of doing uh, yeah, that. Yeah, he, he's shown moxie on and off the field. It's just tough for a 20-something-year-old that was looked over in the draft and is now thrown into a, a position that I, I think the franchise and everybody is kind of saying at the beginning that he, he wasn't ready for. Here we are, and he's the starter for the foreseeable yeah. future. All right, so let's get to some super chats uh, and continuing this conversation about Mike Vrabel and the team and the, and the status of it. Uh, but first, the Bone and Joint Institute is where you should turn for every injury that occurs in life. Boneandjointtn.org. That is their website. It's so easy to make an appointment with the Bone and Joint Institute. You go to boneandjointtn.org, hit make an appointment button. You type in your name, what type, what type of injury, what body part is the injured uh, area. And then it sorts the specialists and experts in those type of injuries. And you make an appointment that fits your schedule uh, as convenient as it can be with a bone and joint Institute. They have all the exports experts and the resources in one location in Franklin bone and joint TN.org. It is eSports. We are powered by bet MGM. Download the app today. We love bet MGM. They are the title sponsor of this morning show right there in your Apple or Android store. Up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. That's big for new users. If you're a new user, you got to use the bonus code A-T-O-Z-S-P-O-R-T-S. That hooks you up. Up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses for new users. That's BetMGM. Download the app today. All right, so Darren comes in with a super chat and says, questioning Vrabes is fair because some decisions are... I guess mind blowing, uh, but calling for his job after J Rob got to sleep behind the wheel for three years. Now nah, let Vrabes flip the roster and then see what happens. Tighten up. Look, I go ahead. Now nah, that I, I like that. That is my, I think theory. And I think that's what, in my opinion, what we are going to see. I think that everybody wants to change, 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 change and change. Sometimes, and you know, in this industry, there's a lot of it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes patience is a virtue, right? And it will be very telling on how patient Amy Adams Strunk is with her head coach because she was impatient with the GM because it had gotten to a point of no return, right? We all understand the John Robinson firing, but there's a lot of change. The rest of the season and into the offseason will be telling to see if they're if they're going to be patient with Vrabel for another year. You earn, I do think that coaches earn more years, right? Like at longevity and history earns them and contracts because buyouts 
earn them additional years. This is a big, big season and a different season for Mike Vrabel and Amy Adams Strunk that they haven't had in a long time. I'm curious if Duran and my thought process is the way that the Titans will think. Uh, I will hold my tongue for another day on my response to that for the time being. Um, uh, Brandon Super Chat says, Zach hit the nail on the uh, nail on the head moment. Vrabel is there to coach, not give answers to press conference. Unfortunately, it's part of the job. And look, it is part of the job, so that's what he's there to do. It is in his contract that he has to meet with the media a certain amount of days per week during the season. And so he is there to give answers to questions. And here's also like fans. Remember, the media is there to also be the the connector between the team and you, the fan base. So if you want the truth, if you want the hard questions to be asked, don't get pissed off and upset when the hard questions are asked and then attack the person asking the hard questions and then flip around and say, oh, the national media is so soft, they don't ask hard questions or hold Vrabel accountable. Okay, you can't have it both ways. I'm not saying Brandon's doing that. But Mike Vrabel is there to be held accountable by the media in the same way he is there to hold his players accountable inside the locker room. It, it Everything works in unison. There. You need all parties, right? You, it's not a dictatorship, right? If the Titans were just spewing out every single thing, you know, then, then the Portland Trailblazers would t- be telling us how good it was to trade away Damian Lillard, right? Like that's all they're saying, but that's not the case, right? That doesn't, that's not true, right? So that's, we are there for the fans and for a third party entity to, to help and to decipher. And when things are going bad, we need to criticize and it's okay to criticize. You don't need to get butt hurt over criticism. And when things are going well, you need to praise and give credit where credit is due. I think that's the job of the media. And yesterday was an example of that. Uh, Kane super chat says, uh, when can we start the draft discussion? Will be after the Carolina loss or the Indy one. Uh, we can start the draft discussion, Kane, when you learn the difference between lose and loose. Uh, but that's not going to happen for us uh, anytime soon. <laughs> There's two. Look, it's not Thanksgiving yet. I don't want to talk draft before Christmas. I think we all understand Nobody what the does. obvious needs are. You don't know how the draft order is going to finish. The Titans currently are set to pick sixth. That can change rapidly uh, with the maybe Sunday. The, maybe Sunday. Also, maybe uh, the next Sunday. And then they've got the Texans twice, the Seattle Seahawks fighting for a playoff spot, and then uh, obviously the Jags again that might be in contention for a bye. Maybe. 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 Probably we're not, not. going to talk draft stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, XD Gamer says, Mike Vrabel isn't the person to blame. Y'all should blame Tim Kelly for why y'all suck. He's ruining the team. Well, um, who is the one that hired Tim Kelly? And I don't agree that Tim Kelly's ruining the team. Uh, I think the only way they can score points is when Tim Kelly calls trick plays. <laughs> and so that, those are the only thing the Titans players seem to be able to execute. They need to block better. <laughs> yeah. And then Mr. Jones says Tim Kelly is three and seven. And Todd Downing was seven and three to start the last year. Yeah. But I mean, completely different circumstances. Do you agree? Yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, see, seasons go differently, right? I mean, sometimes yeah. you, you have a season where you win all your close games like the Philadelphia Eagles are doing this year, right? And sometimes you have injury-riddled seasons where you've got to have next-man-up mentality 
and you're just piecing it together to try to win. I mean, you just never know. And sometimes you lose close games because field goal kickers miss kicks, right? You, you don't know. So every season is different. But through 10 games, Austin, we know what this team represents. Win, loss, doesn't matter. We know where this team is with a rookie quarterback and a bad offensive line and a bad secondary. And the fact that they traded away their probably second best defensive player midseason also was telling, which I thought that was the right move for where they were to get something for, for Bayard, who had a pretty damn good game last night. Sure did, sure did. All right, let's get to this video, Zach, because this is going to be very interesting. Mike Vrabel asked why he is not willing to make coaching changes midseason. A, a very long interaction with Mike Vrabel and reporters yesterday at the press conference. Uh, let's take a listen to this. When it comes to not making changes on the coaching staff, you mm -hmm. talk about you know just going back out there and coaching it and repping it and things like that. What gives you the confidence that coaching it and repping it because I because I have the repping. luxury of having played this game in this league and um, and I know what we're coaching. I know what we're teaching. Uh, I never blamed uh, Dean Pease or Matt Patricia. Or, or Bill Belichick, or Romeo Cornell, or Rob Ryan. I mean, I couldn't get to the pass rusher, or I missed a tackle, or I went the wrong way. And that's 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 the luxury that I have. Never never blamed a a coach for my. Uh, let me uh, let me finish, and then you can interrupt me. And so I know what we're coaching, and I know what we're teaching. I'm in the meetings. Um, you know, we we're going to continue to find ways to to help our players and to uh, to demand that they uh, play with great effort and improve our details, improve our fundamentals, because I know that that's what works. Go ahead. Well, these players may not be as good as you. So when you, as a player... That has, that has nothing, my comment had nothing to do with, with my ability. It, it was my perspective. Right. That was... About the training staff and the injuries, and you've said that you never blamed a trainer as a player I, I for did. injuries. But then guys like AJ, who get injured here, David Long go off, and they play in these other places. And so at that point, it starts to become well, maybe it could be that issue that you are not considering. I I, I appreciate and certainly understand that. Um, you know, there, there's there's going to be guys. I'm not going to debate whether guys go on and, and get injured. Like. Hey, I'm not going to talk about AJ. I have a great relationship with AJ, and you know, David Long was a player that we've had here uh, for 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 many years. And you know, whether he was injured in the spring or not injured, or what, and I just not not going to have that debate. I just um, I don't think that making changes to to a coaching staff at this point in time. It is warranted. I, I believe in our staff. I, I believe in our players. And we, we're going to find ways to improve. We're going to find ways to, you know, win after we find ways to improve. You did mention earlier that Jacksonville was better coached. Wondering if you could elaborate on where some of those things are falling short with your staff compared to their staff as a whole. I just, you know, all every opportunity that they gain plays, they, you know, they had a, they had a good play call, and you know we, we, we need to to give our guys better chances in certain opportunities. Whether that's uh, explaining it to them better, coaching it better, uh, and, and therefore getting better results. So 
that all falls on me. Uh, the performance and, and the coaching, it all, it all falls on me, and I'm excited to, to get it fixed. Uh, Sam coming in with a really good follow-up, well-timed follow-up on that. <laughs> so, well, hey, well, you said this. Well, you know, what? but that that's reporting, right? That's accountability, and that is kudos to Sam for that follow-up because that was, was good timing for what he answered before. Yeah, no doubt. So there's a lot to get to with that. I think Mike Vrabel, we know, Zach, is not going to fire a coach in the middle of the season. That has been his... It doesn't MO. look like it well, I don't, he hasn't done it I, I, he's made coaching changes he has fired coaches whether it's coordinators or position coaches or even like the main equipment guy whose contract ran out and they didn't bring him back in the offseason and that ruffled some feathers but he has made changes but they've all been after the season he we all knew that Todd Downing needed to go at the end of last season in the middle of last season and early but it was the Tuesday after the season ended that the decision was finally made. Same thing with Keith Carter and the couple others that were out uh, last year uh, from the staff. So he's not going to make any changes. Is that like a, is that bad? Like, cause why, why wait and just delay the inevitable? And I like in a last year situation would have firing Todd Downing mid season and promoting Tim Kelly been a benefit to last season and this season? Yeah, I think so. So just sitting there and, you know, the house is burning down on fire, but hey, not all the walls have caught fire yet, so let's not get out yet. That, I think that's you know, obviously, there's hindsight there, but I think we all agreed last year during the moment. That's what I'm, that's what I'm yeah. saying. In the moment that you're you're falling, you're failing, it's not good and you're not changing, and then what do you know? The results didn't change. You lost seven straight games to close out the season, and you missed the playoffs. And your offense did not improve, right? Now, be it all of the you know ups and downs of the season, you refused to make that change. When you do that, and we now know the hindsight and the results, and we're now at another point in a different circumstance, and you're saying the same thing, that's where criticism, I think, lands. And he's history says he, he doesn't fire coaches in the middle of the season. And Austin, what happened just in the last two weeks? The Bills fired Ken Dorsey, their offensive coordinator. They scored a lot of points against the Jets' defense. It's not a bad defense. This morning, rise and shine. The Pittsburgh Steelers fire their offensive coordinator because he's not getting it done and they're not scoring enough points. We'll find out what the Steelers do without Matt Canada this weekend, weekend. But this usually change kind of sends a, a bolt of energy. And the I Raiders, think, right? Like the Raiders go have Antonio Pierce interim coach and you win again. Is I think this is where this team is. Who do you fire and why do you fire them? And what is firing going to do for the results of the season? You're three and seven. This is a sobering feeling. Austin, they're not making the playoffs. They're fighting for what? Reputation, respect, you know, like yeah. what do they, what, you know, I hate to say that, but 
you know, the Sixers approach is, well, you, you need to stop fighting. And you need to go try to get Joel Embiid, right? The Titans are three and seven. They're not making the playoffs. What does firing and who do you fire to get the result that you want currently? I think the only, the, if I were Mike Vrabel in this situation, and I know I have to make significant changes at the end of the season, I want to learn about other people on my staff who I believe in, what their at capabilities are. What their capabilities are in a different role. It's it's what I said last year about Tim Kelly. They could have fired Todd Downing, you know, once the wheels fell off for the last five games of the season. I, I remember the five game mark in my point of you give Tim Kelly a five game tryout with that offense to go see what he can put together, see how he game plans, see how he play calls, and then justify whether you think he can do it next year as the full guy or not. Who are you firing? And, to figure but, out what, so I, I, conceptually right, you make I, sense, but what do you? Who are you doing it to? I, no, that's a good question. I'm going to get there. Like I don't think Tim Kelly and Shane Bowen are really problems. Like I think that the players that they are out there having to call plays for are the main problems. I think it's probably position coaches. What and, position? You got two positions that are dreadful: the offensive line and the secondary. Right? Do you right. fire them just for an example? Well, that's not no, what you, I don't you think gave. So. And no, no, I don't think that's the, the, the thing about this year is there's not the obvious one. Like I think bonafide bro brought up Craig Ackerman. I think that's like, I, the special teams unit is garbage. Like Nick Folk is making field goals. Craig Ackerman did nothing for that. Like Craig Ackerman was doing the same thing the last three years when guys were missing kicks. Oh, Nick Folk comes in here. And he's making kicks. How about that? No, Craig Ackerman didn't have a difference in that. And so I, you want to fire Craig Ackerman, even though that the special teams is not the actual problem to this. No, team. that's, that's my point is that there is, there is not an easy opera. There's not a, there's not an obvious one. Terrell Williams is a defensive line coach. He's also been a, uh, promoted to assistant head coach. Mike Vrabel is not going to fire Terrell Williams because the D line's bad and playing out of position in the run defense. That's my point. I agree with Mike Vrabel. Like, you can sit there and say, fire somebody. Hey, fire somebody. No, you need to actually logically think why you're doing it and what are you doing it for. And at three and seven, guys, I agree with Mike Vrabel. There's no reason to fire anybody. This year. And, right, yeah. But that's what that's what they're calling for. Yeah, this year. This year, I agree. There's not the person that's the fall person. There's not the fall guy. Was Ken Dorsey at, to blame for Josh Allen's League leading turnovers that have been happening before Ken Dorsey was the offensive coordinator. No, so wh why did the Bills we'll find score? Out. <laughs> why the well? Why did the Bills score so many points? Because Josh Allen didn't turn the ball over five times. They, they, they've been they've been like the Bills. Go look at under Ken Dorsey before he got fired. And if you want to go look at all the analytical DVOA, all those numbers, high, 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 highly ranked. But Josh Allen throwing interceptions and fumbling the football are why they didn't score. So Ken Dorsey, fall guy. There was, there was a an reason obvious... for that, though. Yes, because they had expectations. The Titans right now don't have any expectations. So you don't to, need to, to fire anybody. I agree. Like I don't you're act, that, I, I'm with you. I don't think that you should have that the blinder mindset that every season Me? you don't need. No, Vrabel. Okay. You don't need to fire anybody at any point in time until after the season. I disagree 
with that fundamentally. But when the reporter is sitting there saying, I'm not saying he's saying to fire somebody, but Mike Vrabel is not going to do that. And in this situation, he shouldn't. And, and like, again, the, the clip we played was a follow-up to Mike Vrabel earlier saying, I'm not going to make coaching changes in seasons. And the follow-up was, well, why? Which is a fair question. Why? Why not? And then Vrabel answers. And then the back and forth goes into of the perspective and the player and knowing what they're coaching, all that stuff, right? So basically, it's the player's fault is what Vrabel said. I know what we're coaching. I believe what we're coaching. And that's not the problem. So it's the player's fault, again, because it was the player's fault previously under Shane Bowen's non-defensive coordinator-led season in 2020 when they were the worst third-down defense in the history of football. So it's still the player's fault. This is now like the third season that it's been the player's fault, not the coach's fault. How many How many more times can it be the player's fault, Are not the, the player's coach's good? fault? No, I, I don't think so. But they're also like they're making so, the same. So players mistake. aren't good, but like, but the coaches should be able to make the players better. That's why Sam followed up the question he did. Oh, you believe in what you're coaching, yet you said you got out coached by Jacksonville. So, what happened? So you co- good coaches should be able to squeeze more juice out of players that are less than. And depends on are, how much fruit you have. Yeah, and, and we are not seeing much juice being squeezed. Like, we're just not seeing it. Because I don't think you got very good fruit. Yeah. And it it stems from Rand Carthon in his first year trying to rebuild something. Rebuild. <laughs> rebuild something in a short amount of time. And them trying to not do that, or at least express that they're doing that, and now you're you're starting a rookie quarterback with a bad offensive line. Traylon Burke sucks. Chig is not good. He drops passes. He's he, he can be good. He just drops passes. Kyle Phillips is at least healthy. There's a positive, but Man. you can't put things together all. And D Hop, who you're paying a good sum of money to that you you signed, has been probably the best thing for this offense. Like there's no probably before it. I mean, Derrick Henry has had his moments, but D hop, man, if you didn't have D hop, this would be the worst team in the league. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how many touchdowns the Titans have scored compared to the others, but that's, that's without D-Hop, this is the worst touchdown. team in the league. Yes. Cause he's got four touchdowns and I, I think the Titans probably have like 15 or 16 total. <laughs> It's not good. And they Bur- played. Burks has got to come back this year and prove something. He's in a world of hurt. And I concussions are, you know, you can't expedite concussions, but he has to come back and prove that he can actually play football in this league. Because so far, not good. And this is his second concussion in less than a calendar year because he got the first one in Philly in December. And he's already got this one, you know, a few weeks ago. That's just not a good development. All right. Zach, you have a new spin on shade because Thanksgiving's coming up. So you said, I just have to wait to find out what that new spin is. So here we go. We'll figure that out. But first, Krebs Kubota is where you should turn for all of your equipment needs. The holidays rapidly approaching. And if you have someone around your house that is in charge of all those outdoor projects, 
Make sure that they have the best equipment possible to make your home, your property look in tip-top shape this spring and next summer. And go to KrebsKubota.com. There are three great locations across Middle Tennessee, Columbia, Franklin, and in Murfreesboro can help you achieve your goals with your home and your property with all those different projects you have. They are an elite Kubota dealer, which means they have the best equipment and the best warranties uh, with the Kubota brand and all of the great things that the Krebs family has to offer. So go find them online at KrebsKubota.com. A to Z Sports, we are powered by BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today. Use that promo code ATOZ Sports. Uh, we are going to throw, nah, maybe we're not going to throw shade, but you can hit the, uh, the buzzer. shade on a Tuesday, but still giving a great shout out to our friends at Wilson County Hyundai. Go see Payne Bone and his team in Lebanon to, for your new car buying process. What I said about uh, the holiday season approaching, a great time uh, to get a new ride before the end of the year. That's when great deals are available to you. So check them out online in Lebanon, WilsonCountyHyundai.com. So no shade. Today. Well, Titans Fox, happy shade giving, which I actually like. I wish I would have come up that with myself. So kudos to Titan Fox right there. But I knew this show was going to end up like this. There, I mean, we know what we're going to talk about before we start the show. And we had negative, defensive, uh, fire. I mean, leadership or lack thereof, control. Toxic. I mean, <laughs> you know, to, I mean there was so much negative energy that I was like, we don't need to end this show on negative energy. This is the week of Thanksgiving. So we are going to do something that traditionally you usually do at Thanksgiving where you, somebody always stands up and says, let's go around the room and give something or somebody that you are thankful for. So no shade today. We are going to give thanks instead of shade. If this was an all positive show, we would have given shade. And shade is one of my, I think it's my favorite segment of all the segments that we do. I do like the age game, which I came up with, which ah, is great. Age game is probably my favorite, even though I keep losing. It's By one. But what are you thankful for this year? Let's go with some, some good PVOs, positive vibes only on this Tuesday for the Thanksgiving week. All right. Uh, well, Zay, I'm thankful for Zay because he just looked it up. 15 total touchdowns and Will Levis has six of them. That means the, the DeAndre Hopkins has over 25% of the Titans touchdowns this year. Uh, so if they would have not had D-Hop like you were hinting at, Zach, they would have had nine. Uh, no, 11. Excuse me. Bad math. Uh, so what are you thankful for? Uh, Lucas says, I'm thankful for A to Z being there multiple times every week. We're here more than mul like multiple times. We're here five days a week, Saturdays and Sundays. That's and multiple times. Yeah, it technically, yeah. We're, the, we're here a lot. We're here multiple times every day for you guys. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Trey says, uh, thankful for my friends and support system. Got to see some good friends this last weekend and going into this week. It's been a good year. Uh, let's see. JR says, thankful for fans finally fighting back and demanding better. Uh, Hill says, I'm thankful that Levis is still standing up straight. <laughs> uh, of course, you guys are going to make something thankful into a, a semi-shade. Uh, Alex, thankful for public servants to help their community. Uh, Danny, thankful for Ryan Stonehouse, the only pro bowler the Titans have. 
uh, Jacob just saying positive vibes only. Uh, Jay says, thanks to YouTube for the block option to avoid wasting my time correcting Mr. Jones. Uh, Scott, thankful for friends and family. Uh, Rodney says, thankful football season is almost over. Troy, uh, for the, the two kickers, the punter and the kicker, um, that they have on this team. Uh, Caleb, thankful for Dalton Connect. Big game tonight. That's right. Little Vols basketball. Dalton Connect is a baller. <laughs> and the tight and the Vols have an opportunity at, at revenge on Purdue. They're about to play some tough competition. Oh, it's going to be amazing because yeah, they're going to play either uh, Purdue tonight and then they have uh, either Kansas or uh, Marquette uh, if they win or lose, depending on what that happens in Maui. Uh, Bork says, thankful, have a healthy baby girl on the way in January after a few medical scares. That's uh, phenomenal. Uh, let's see. Billy says, being healed after a long-suffering illness this year. Also very thankful for that. Uh, William James says, I'm thankful the Eagles keep on winning with former Titans. Uh, so a lot of thanks uh, to be uh, given. I here. do want to add that this was yeah. good from Nate Burner. Thanks to Chris Frazier. I love the chat because of your comments. So even Chris Frazier is getting, this is why I did it. If Chris Frazier is getting thanks in the chat, then we've done something right because that is not usually what he gets. Yeah. So uh, thank you for everybody who is giving thanks for us. We are here doing our jobs uh, and doing what we are passionate about and growing A to Z. So, Zach, what what are you thankful for? What's that for you? Well, you know, the, all of the cliche things that are actually, you know, sometimes cliche, it is what it is, and, you know, all those, those ring true. So I am thankful for uh, my wife and dog, uh, Tuxedo. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for uh, being able to put in, you know, the passion that we do, uh, with our, our business each and every day, you know, I I'm thankful. And I, I take this seriously. You know, we've grown our company quite a bit with the number of employees that we have. I'm thankful that we can give them, you know, a, a living, right? Like I'm thankful that we help them, uh, do what they love, but also help them grow in their life. We don't, you know, I take that very, very seriously, uh, with, with what we do. So a lot to give thanks I'm I'm traveling over the the Thanksgiving holiday to see some um, some honestly new family that I've never met, which is exciting, right? So because I just got married, um, you know, a few months ago. So yeah, thankful for a lot of things, but uh, very thankful at this time of year, each and every year. We should be thankful that we're standing upright and breathing air too. For sure. Uh, so what I'm thankful for. So, uh, as I've talked about the last few weeks, wife and I bought a house, uh, over the last couple of months, have been doing some work on that house and we are officially moving on Friday, black Friday move. So I am thankful for, uh, the process of this house being worked on. Appreciate what my family has been able to help us with while we're both, uh, working very busy schedules. Uh, thankful for how, uh, my wife and I have been able to, to spread out the moving process over the last few weeks. And also, uh, you know, bittersweet because we've been in this current place for eight years and um, a lot of great memories, an amazing location. We're going to be sad and going to miss the neighborhood we're moving out of. Uh, so thankful for the eight years that this place has provided for us. It will always be our first home. Uh, so really uh, thankful for that as we get ready to spend our last couple of nights here. So 
Um, that is my thing. So I appreciate that, Zach, for the uh, audible on the throwing shade today for that. Yeah, too, too, too much uh, frustration. And that, yeah, that's only going to continue to build, boys and girls. Uh, maybe not on Sunday, though. You know, the Titans have an opportunity to win. Maybe that gives some positivity to, to fans. Uh, but that's why they play the game. A lot of football on the horizon, which I am excited about. I, I can't wait. This is, I do love Thanksgiving. You got three games on Thanksgiving plus the Egg Bowl, which I know I care about, but nobody else does. It is nice to have a showcase in the state of Mississippi on Thanksgiving. So, like, Mississippi doesn't get a lot of showcase. You got Black Friday football, you got Saturday football, you got Sunday football, uh, and Monday night football. So, I, I'm a happy camper when it comes to that. There you go. Also, like the show on your way out of here. We appreciate all you guys. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow with Sam. Zach is starting his Thanksgiving with his show schedule for the season. But we'll be back tomorrow morning, so not quite Thanksgiving break yet for us. But uh, we'll be back tomorrow morning. Make sure you like the show on the way out. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Buck Rising live tonight, 8 to Z Sports Primetime at 8. Appreciate it as always. Adios.